I'm Dan. And I'm Martin. Welcome to Down to Chat Podcast, where we mull and steal about everything and anything. From poops and scoops to unplugging society's constipations, one conversation at a time. Uh, occasionally, we may have special guests come in and chat with us. We don't have any guests this week, but hopefully in the future, we can invite some of our friends to uh, come in and chat with us. But before we get to that, let's talk about who we are and why we're talking to you today. All right. Do you want to take it away for us? Sure. So I'm Dan. We're both from Toronto. We're just two well, random guys. Who... How do you know I'm from Toronto? Hush you. <laughs> Maybe I'm not from Toronto. Yeah, okay. You, Mr. Narnia man. Anyways, so we're two guys in Toronto. I work in the education sector. Martin works in, I don't know, he'll tell you in a minute, I guess. This podcast is just kind of mainly about us giving our thoughts and opinions uh, about just like everyday matters from, you know, COVID, New Year's, trends, and things just are happening around the world. Mind you, just important to note that none of us are experts at anything or everything. It's just what it's just our personal opinions uh, on random things. So never take our advice seriously. Take it everything with a grain of salt. But still take um, us seriously. Yes, take us somewhat seriously, but you know, with a with a grain of salt. In our case, take it with a grain of rice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, as Dan mentioned, my name is Martin. Great to meet you all. I do currently live in, I guess, the area around Toronto, not Toronto specifically. I live further north than that. Narnia. Otherwise known as Narnia, exactly. Um, <laughs> I work in, I guess, the UX industry or user experience. And yeah, like some things that I enjoy doing. I like going on hikes. I think that's a big thing since COVID. Learn to appreciate the outdoors a lot more for sure. I mean, due to getting cooped up inside all the time. Love snowboarding in the winter, which is right now when we're recording mm. this. Unfortunately, can't do that. Ski hills are down. So that, that sucks. Why just go all our politicians are going? Uh, who knows where? Yeah, okay, so that's, that's crazy. You know, like, all of a sudden, like everybody, all the politicians are like out in like Hawaii or you whatever. Know, if you're listening from outside of Canada, just let you know all our politicians across the country are, uh, yeah. they're all being caught apparently traveling Shit's, while the rest of us are. Uh, <laughs> Shit's coming out, yeah. Shit's uh, stuck out. at home. Ridiculous. It's crazy, crazy. Absolutely man. ridiculous. But yeah been working out more consistently with COVID as well. Save time from commuting to work. Outside of that, I'm like the average average person. I, I do my Netflix. I enjoy my movies and my mm. TV shows. Play some games with friends, uh, including Dan. Yeah. I do love food. Food is always amazing. Sad that mm. I can't eat at restaurants, but I'm, I'm trying to learn to be a better cook. Not to say that I'm good at it, but I'm, I'm getting there. That's the goal. And yeah, that's just a little bit about me. Nice, nice. So I guess the question is, you know, firstly, why are we doing this? How we even got here? And I guess I also want to touch upon how we even know each other, because I thought about this today when, you know, I was preparing for this. And I know we came friends from university friends and connections. Let's, yeah, let's start with that first, actually. The more I thought about it, it's like, I don't <laughs> recall at what point we started talking more and the chummy with one another. Do you remember? I'm thinking about it. Okay, so yeah, we became friends first, or we met each other first from a mutual friend. Yeah. Right? And we didn't even go to the same university. So I think the first time I actually met you, quote, mm-hmm. air quotes, met you, is online from a game that we're playing. I can't even remember what game that would be. I almost want to say it's Overwatch at this point. But our mutual friend didn't play Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Unless, if it's the mutual friend I'm thinking of. Honestly, I have no clue who you're thinking of, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, a a fellow with the with the name beginning with A. 
Oh, no, he definitely didn't play Overwatch. No, he did not. So, but yeah, we we definitely played Overwatch back when like that first came out and it was yeah. really big. So I think we how far got... that's fallen. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, we got to know each other mostly from from games, but we yeah. met up a few times. I think you came to you came to Waterloo before. I came um, once. Yeah, yeah. Then we went out to Waterloo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I was more visiting other friends at a time pre-COVID, mind you, by the way, folks. If you don't know, uh, this was a long time well, ago. That was a long, yeah, long um, ass time ago. Either way, I guess in short, we play games together. We start chilling more, having better conversations, and uh, we decide that you know we'd be a really good fit to do a podcast together. And uh, yeah, so I mean, here we are. Yeah, and I guess part of it was that we had really good conversations with each other. Our group of friends weren't as, I guess, we're not really as open with each other as we would like to be. We do a lot of games, activities together, but as a group, I personally felt, you know, Mark can put his two cents in in a second or two nickels at this point. We don't communicate as much as I would like with each other, you know, just get to get to know each other. Like I know everyone, I feel like at a more superficial level and I, you know, I, as we get older, I feel like we're going to start disconnecting with another and I would like us to kind of get to know each other a little bit better. You know, I think that's kind of how this all started, but what was your, what's your take on it? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think definitely what you said about kind of a lack in those meaningful conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say that there were none, for sure. Of course, of course. There were definitely some. Not like They're not yeah. like they're not like uh, like emotionally inept or anything yes. like that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as much as I guess we would like. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I feel like more often than not, if there was any problems or anything that they were facing, they're more likely to kind of just clam up about it. And that's like, you know, some people cope better like that. I'm not saying that's a non-legitimate way of doing things, but I feel like as a group, I think it's healthy for us to kind of share things with one another, especially if it's like important to each to us, doing the best that we can with for each other. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I guess on a more personal note as well, I guess I'm always just looking for more opportunities to kind of have those meaningful conversations, whether it's a deeper conversation about mm. something that could be even a casual topic or maybe a life talk and an air quote, yeah, life talk. Of course, topic, of course. Right. I personally don't, beyond our friend group, I don't really get an opportunity for those conversations. It's not, not definitely not at work, right? And yeah. not, not really anywhere else. Um, mm. And COVID def- definitely doesn't help with that. Right. So I think. Uh, this podcast would be uh, a great way for me to kind of get get back to that. I think the original intent for this podcast was to have some sort of support kind of group where we come together and have these conversations. But, you know, the old habits died hard, right? There's no, I feel like for us, there wasn't any incentive for folks to, from like change somehow they usually do things. So, but Martin and I still want to have these conversations. So we thought podcasts were probably the best route to kind of continue conversations. And should they want to come in and have a chat with us, doors always open. And plus it's COVID. Every everyone's moms, aunts, and dogs are starting a podcast, apparently. So we thought, why don't jump so on the bandwagon? For sure. Speaking of COVID, you know, how, how's your quarantine been going? Mine's been going not too bad. So I had a friend who once mentioned that this is an introvert's world now. And yeah. I can kind of see where, he's, I mean, he was joking, but yeah. I can kind of see where he's coming from because uh, I'm, I myself am an introvert. Yeah. yeah. And so I have extroverted friends who've been mm-hmm. having a little bit harder of a time and definitely understandable for sure. Yeah. But for me, it was a little bit tougher in the beginning, mm-hmm. but I think I acclimated relatively well. I got more time to be a potato. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of fun, but got to not have to commute anymore to work. 
Right. That's a huge bonus because like, oh my gosh, commuting like what an hour every day. So that's Mm -hmm. two hours out of my day. Right. Just spend time on the road driving. That was, Mm -hmm. that was annoying. So got to sleep in, no commutes to work. And so in that time, surprisingly, I got to work out more consistently. So mm-hmm. instead of having to drive home after work, you can hop off and mm-hmm. just do like a home workout kind of thing. Yeah. Um, even if it's as short as something like 20 minutes or 30 minutes, it's mm-hmm. still something. And it's consistent enough that it's becoming a habit now, which makes mm-hmm. things easier. So mm-hmm. that's definitely a big plus. Yeah. How about for home, you? yeah. Home workouts are huge. I feel like there's such a big difference in terms of A, frequency. And what you can do. And I feel like I surprised myself at how much I can do at home versus traditional gym where, right, you know, I have to drive my way out to a gym. Mind you, they're all closed now. So we were kind of forced in this situation where you have to kind of redefine yourself what gym meant and what your physical health and fitness means yep. to you. And, sure. you know, I invested in dumbbells, you know, a bench. And I found that you can just do a lot at home. So I don't think even when COVID ends, I'm going to go back uh, to uh, the gym. I'm not going to pay a yearly membership for it. But I want to touch upon a point that you mentioned earlier in terms of introversion. I myself identify as an introverted person, but I feel like in today's kind of climate, I feel like being introverted is so much more celebrated than being an extroverted. I feel like people are more, I feel, at least just from my perspective, an introverted is much more, there's much more positive traits associated with a introvert versus an extrovert is kind of, from my perspective, is seen as someone who's rowdy, party-ish, and kind of goes against the grain. That's really interesting because, um, so I, I do, I do agree, especially again, during, during COVID, I would argue though. It, so it's almost interesting. There's been a bit of a shift. I'm going to say, if you look back, maybe, I don't know, even just like five years, mm-hmm. it was still a very much extroverted favored society, at least where yeah. I live. Mm-hmm. And I guess where we live at the moment, mm-hmm. given our culture, like people who are able to go out and meet more people and meet new friends are more popular. And I use air quotes popular again, whether at school or even at work, right? If you're able to make those connections with, uh, I don't know, John in the next apartment whom you never normally interact with, but you're able to make that connection that could lead to future opportunities and just like proving the public or work perception of yourself and who you are. So I kind of associate that with extroversion, right? Because you're mm-hmm. not shy. doesn't necessarily mean you're not shy, but you're not as... I guess, adverse to mm. going out and talking with groups of people whom you've never met. Right. Uh, but now to your point, there has been a shift, right? Like your introverts are now like your, your very methodical or careful thinkers, yeah. right? They plan things out. They're very strategic yeah. and they can, you know, come out and speak as well if they so chose to, not mm-hmm. that it's necessarily easy for them, right. but they're able to do it. Right. So I think there has been a bit of shift, which is just interesting to know. And I think it'll be more interesting to see Maybe hopefully when everything's over soon and yeah. we can all return to our regular lives, how that will change. Yeah. I think, I think with, in terms of that, there's definitely personality tests that go with, you know, introversion and extroversion and just, just in general character, character analysis tests. You know, I always question uh, how accurate they are. And I've done some of them myself recently. And just, you know, I feel like as a person, I'm inclined to provide the most socially acceptable or socially valued answer versus perhaps a more authentic answer, just because I want you to, I feel like I'm just, I want the test to favor me more and view me as a more of what I think would be treated as a positive, you know, member of society, if that makes sense. For sure. So yeah, I think a lot of those like different types. Uh, kinds of personality tests like Myers-Briggs or whatnot, I think they 
as a test itself, they provide a general, I guess, like idea or perception or mm-hmm. ballpark, however you want to call it, of your personality. Mm-hmm. But it comes down to what you mentioned, which is because it is self-report, right? It's obviously subject to the bias of yourself. Like if you want the test, to, so it's a confirmation bias. If you want the test to tell you that you're a certain quality or trait that mm-hmm. you value or you think is good, then you might be, you know, more biased or more inclined to answer or respond to the questions in that way. So it is definitely subject to that. So how accurate are they? I think they're accurate to, that actually depends from person to person, depending on, and the environment in which, and the frame of mind in which you're taking that, writing those answers. If you're like, if you're in a shitty mood, because like, I don't know, some shit happened to you today. Right, right. And you just answer all these negative things, then yeah, you can get a a relatively (laughs) maybe more negative result, right? Yeah, yeah, So. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Anyways, we kind of definitely dividend. <laughs> we, we went way <laughs> off course, but I thought it was just an interesting point. I guess for our listeners, uh, what can you expect for a podcast goals? So we intended it to be a support group to bring people, our friends, our circle, bring them up, be a force of good. But considering it was just a conversation between Martin and I, I thought we thought that perhaps can spread our thoughts and kind of have a little bit of ripple effect in our communities through a podcast. So in terms of expectations, again, don't expect too much. It's all about us giving our personal opinions on things and hopefully uh, shifting the mindsets of uh, folks in, uh, in the communities. And hopefully we become a better community in the future. And that's kind of the goal, I think, for us. The more constructive and hopefully build a better future for uh, next generation for sure, of thinkers. For sure. Speaking of mindsets, you know, what do you think of like, uh, what do you think of the quarantine, like hustles? Like if you didn't hustle in quarantine, you didn't do anything for yourself. It's, it's interesting. Like, yeah, for me, it was, I was very fortunate to have a job. Yeah. And so I was just kind of riding on that for a little while. So I, I don't know if I necessarily hustled per se, but yeah. What about you? I took on more side projects that I wouldn't have usually done. So I took a bit of coding, for example, you'll be one of the first people to know, but uh, I just bought a 3D printer. Uh, oh, so very I'll, be wor- cool, very I'll be working cool. on that for the next little while. So very few people know yet that yet. So if you're listening to this, you're going to be one of the first few people to uh, find out. <laughs> Depending on when this goes up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, mean, I might not even advertise it. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. You know, I definitely took on different hobbies. I took on, you know, language learning a little bit more. There's a time around like March, April, of like 2020, where folks were just saying, you have to do a side hustle. You have to learn something by the end of quarantine. And mind you, we're still in quarantine, but the idea is that it would have ended by December before 2021. Happy New Year, everybody. We are recording in 2021, so we're in a new year. But the idea was that you had to have done something, uh, accomplished something within quarantine or you're a shitty person. It's kind of how I felt that was portrayed in social media, but mind you, you know, you can tell me if I'm like wrong or uh, that's not what you saw. So that's interesting. I, I don't think it was explicit, but rather more implicit. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you have your discussions about, you know, how are things handling quarantine, whether it's yeah. with coworkers, whether it's with your friends, you hear friends yeah. go like, yeah, I started picking up baking. Oh, baking. Oh my gosh. So many people on their bread. <laughs> there goes uh, all, all the sourdough. flour. Sourdough, sourdough all day every day yeah uh, but mind you it's great i think it's great that they they do so yeah i think but there might be that kind of implicit pressure to be like okay well man all my friends are doing these great things they're working out they're baking yeah. they're learning a new skill they're painting whatever uh maybe getting in touch with old hobbies yeah 
what, what am I doing? <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's, that's, the, that's the thing though. Why does it matter? You know, it, it shouldn't yeah, yeah. matter what, what you do. It's like, if you're living it every day, even prior to, to quarantine, so what? Like that's, yeah. that's how you live your life. And I don't feel like you should feel compared to how others are doing, what the hobbies they pick up. If you want to yeah. do it, that's something that you should do for yourself because you want to do it. Yes, and that brings absolutely. me to New Year resolutions. Why the heck do people do New Year resolutions? For the most part, I feel like I'm throwing an arbitrary number out here, but yeah. I want to say 70, 80% of them never get fulfilled to like completion. I've read a study on this and I want to say it's almost as 80, but this was a long time ago. Yeah. But yeah, most of them don't, right? It's crazy, you know? It is. I. It's interesting. So with New Year's resolutions, right? People think, you know, New Year, I got to set up some new goals. It's going to be a fresh start. And I think that's an ideal that they strive to achieve, which is great, right? But realistically, that's not how people work, right? Mm -hmm. They they try it for the first couple months and then they they kind of, it kind of falls off, right? And they Mm -hmm. lose track and they move on to something else where they forget. And I think it's because the, the mindset isn't to actually create a goal for yourself or a lasting goal for yourself mm-hmm. right it's just in the spirit of like the new year and getting a fresh start yeah i think goals that people set maybe i don't know in the middle of the year or like in march or after the new year right. are more meaningful because there's nothing prompting them or right. encouraging them to set up school except for themselves whether it's like oh you know what i realized that i haven't been the healthiest and i do mm-hmm. want to get fit Right. There's nothing making them or at least, again, prompting them to set up a goal. They're doing it for themselves. And so they will actively try to set, you know, steps to achieve that goal. Right. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that in myself, too. Like I (laughs) so my dad always used to ask us a a bit of a side story. Okay. when we were younger, I think to encourage, I don't know, future thinking or whatever my dad was thinking at the time. He would always ask myself and my sister, what's our New Year's resolution? Like every year without fail. (laughs) Okay. And we, he this year? <laughs> so he did, but we, I had this kind of similar conversation with him. I'm like, so what is the real point of New Year's? But, anyways. Okay. So, yeah, yeah I'd always make assumption because <laughs> I just didn't have any. <laughs> uh, or it would be just something very like generic textbooks, like, oh, yeah, I want to get a good grade in school this year or whatever, you know? Right. But I never really meant it. It was just like some shit that I would say. But yeah, I think as, as time went by, I, there was a time where I just started taking it more seriously. Mm. Like, I do want to better myself and improve. I think that's something that's really important to me. Right. My own personal philosophy. Like, how Mm. can I be better than I was yesterday? Mm. And so I'm like, oh, okay, well, New Year's resolutions, I can tie a goal towards that and improve it. But uh, again, falling prey to the idea of a New Year's resolution. Right. I kind of just thought about it in that sense, rather than just thinking about it as an actual goal for myself. And so I, I wasn't as motivated to make steps towards that goal when March hit. Or right. what have you. Okay. Um, so do I have any this year? This year, I think I just want to... So no, I'm not. I'm going to say no, I don't have New Year's resolutions. Okay. But I do have goals for myself, right? Sure. And, and I'm not tying that to New Year's at all because it will yeah. definitely extend past New Year's. Like, yeah. for example, I want to maintain my consistency of, of working out. So okay. like right now, I've been at least exercising for 30 minutes, maybe four or five days of the week. Okay. I'll say four on average. I want to keep up with that for sure. Yeah. And then I also want to, you know, there's also, I guess, more career goals that I'm looking to to step up and maybe move up to the, the next, either the next position or, mm. or higher up in the hierarchy, learning more in terms of my career and what it means to, I guess, achieve a senior role. So that's something that I want to look towards as well. 
Mm-hmm. What about you? In terms of goals, I think I think it's very similar. Just uh, I keep them lofty and I keep them lofty for a reason. It's easier to just it's I keep them more generic. So A just work out more. But mind you, again, I don't really believe in New Year resolutions. So it's just kind of these are more lifelong term goals that I want to slowly build towards. There's nothing wrong with building towards that in terms of like in terms of form of New Year resolutions. Oh, but I sure. find yeah. but I just find that in terms of like setting aside a new year resolution just things like that it's just very timed building a new year resolution i've built it i'm cel- I'm celebrating it right i've already made an event of it for myself there's already that yeah. i feel like that dopamine effect it's like all right i've made a resolution i'm happy after that is gone motivation's gone so i think uh weight loss is one thing exploring more of a creativity side through through like you know uh blender or uh artwork or yeah. sculpting you know all that jazz yeah i think those are kind of my more lofty goals yeah i mean like no no diet in mind i don't think that's ever gonna work for me yeah, i love food too much food is life are you Yo, kidding i can't i can't get past it but man I, like i've <laughs> seen folks forever. like do these crazy diets and like it's okay to do keto or whatever but again you gotta make it a lifestyle thing to kind of make it like effective would you ever do like a juice diet like i've seen people i've heard of friends who've done like no just a juice diet oh, oh hell like no a month <laughs> no carbs for life um <laughs> Okay, so put it this way. The only time I would ever drink juice is because I choose to, because it tastes good and I enjoy it. I wouldn't, (laughs) it sounds kind of bad, but I wouldn't drink juice only for health benefits. Yeah. The health benefits are more like a side effect. I feel like juice (laughs) is too sweet for me these days. I prefer my savories more than my sweets. I, I do like my savories more as well. Sweets, so here's the thing. I'm, I'm not as much of a sweet person. Right. But if it's a natural sweet, like if I bite into a really juicy sweet, peach or like a mango yeah oh so good that's heaven Uh, but if you're talking sweets like like chocolate or more Mm. i guess baking or dessert related sweets then Mm. i'm i i would need to find a balance that's fair that's fair yeah what's like one food that you can't live without like that you consume ask me that it's like asking okay, a mother okay, okay. for their favorite child like what does that even mean how dare you that's easy the oldest one <laughs> the wow most, the most trained <laughs> wouldn't it be the youngest one because the oldest one is when they experiment. No, the youngest one is the most spoiled yeah because they love them the most <laughs> i need law and order man law just throw it out there i'm an only child so i don't know what it means to be a sibling martin has a sibling though i do i have an older sister yeah. Uh, oh, you're the young one. You're the I brat am the, the young household. one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're the uh, brat of the household. Whoa, whoa, brat. Oh man. Depends what, on what. It. What was it like living with a sister? Do you have to fight for the bathroom like tra- like uh, traditional sitcom style? Yes. Okay. So I think I think maybe it's to give a little bit more context. My sister is all of ten minutes older than I am. So yes, I am a twin, and I think that lends to the fact that yeah, we did fight a lot more. I think as Maybe I don't know of many twins because I, I haven't met that many twins in my yeah. life. But yeah, we fought a lot, whether it's about the bathroom, whether it's about something stupid, like who gets to, you know, play with that toy, who wow. owns that toy, who gets to pick what show to watch on TV. That's always a big one. Apparently, the only thing you didn't fight over was Star Wars. No, because I like Star Wars and she didn't. So the only Star Wars thing I've seen was Force Awakens and Rogue One. I think those were the only two films I ever like. Of the Star Wars I series, I am severely disappointed in you. Why? I think I I don't I. It's like it's it was okay. Like Sports and Weekends was okay. It's pretty good. I if you had to start, you should have started with the original trilogy. Star Wars is a. I wouldn't even say it's a cult classic. It is just a classic. Cult. Period. 
keywords. <laughs> no, it is a classic period. It is the, one of the defining, I guess, like series to date. Actually, I was gonna say, I was gonna say from my childhood because yeah. that's when I started watching Star Wars. Like, I think it was like when I was six years old, even. But yeah, it is something that I think has like defined a certain aspect of our culture. True. Yeah, I did not grow up with Star Wars. I was not part of that bandwagon. I mean, I saw the odd Stormtrooper Clone Wars cartoon that was on TV every so often, but overall, okay. I was never a huge uh, fan of the series. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. It's like when I saw Force Awakens, they had those old ish kind of transitions, like the whole yes. like sliding left to right, the little yeah, triangle. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Those really like old school. It brings me back to the when you know that Windows Media Player like movie editor. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Oh my god. We're we're showing our age a little bit. I know we're we're, we're still millennials though. We're still part of <laughs> barely, barely, barely millennials. Um, but yeah, so they did that on purpose because if you ever watch the old films, right? Yeah, they had those kind of like white transitions and right. I think it was a bit of like basic fan service, right? Like, right. Okay. So let's say like in another world where you didn't love Star Wars, what would be? The, okay. I, I don't even know what that means. Humor me. Actually, humor. I do. I do. So I'll let you finish first, but I do okay. know what that he- Humor me. So okay. like, let's say you didn't love Star Wars. Like if you were a super fan of Star Wars, what would you be a super fan of instead? So actually, I, I, like I started off by saying, I don't know what you're talking about because I've been a fan of Star Wars for so long. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if people will hate me for this, Yeah. but the most recent new trilogy was uh, pretty disappointing and pretty bad. <laughs> oh, uh, like, is, that, is that the Mandalorian? No, no, no. I mean, I, sorry. I meant as in the, the movies. Okay episodes what seven eight nine force awakens i i don't even honestly i don't even remember the names of the other ones that's how much that's how bad they were to me and how forgettable they were to me yeah. all that to say is i don't think i love i love what star wars meant to me right up until these past trilogy came out right like Rogue, not including rogue one i actually enjoy rogue mm-hmm. one a lot um, but the past main trilogy was not good and very disappointing to me mandalorian I'm probably going to be a minority in this, but first season of Mandalorian was actually kind of disappointing to me. Okay. I can rant for like All five hours baby, on that Baby alone. Yoda, man. Baby Yoda. No, no. The, the show is called The Mandalorian, not Baby Yoda. But having watched the first season, you might as well just scrap it and call it Baby Yoda because that was the whole point. <laughs> oh, is uh, which, right? is, which is why it was disappointing to me because I want to learn about The Mandalorian. But anyways, that's, that's a whole other topic. So what would I be a super fan of? Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking back to my childhood again. I think around the same time I got into Star Wars, mm-hmm. Jurassic Park was it for me. Uh, oh, yeah? I mean, as a kid, I just loved dinosaurs. Right. I had the idea of it. But I don't know if I'd be a super fan of that. Lord of the Rings, I was really into that too. I was, mm. if you haven't picked it up by now, folks, I am the classic sci fi fantasy geeky kid. That was he, me growing he, up. He was a kid that people would pick on. Uh, that, Fun that fact, <laughs> it's kind of interesting how society has really shifted from geeks being losers society yes. to geeks being like super hot. <laughs> yes, I think, I think that for, at least from when I saw it, it started yeah. because of Game of Thrones. Really? Right? Game of okay. Thrones started becoming cool. And yeah. so because Game of Thrones being a fantasy, you know, yeah. novel or TV show, and then people jumped on that bandwagon, and all of a sudden fantasy was cool. I want to argue that is perhaps a Marvel Cinematic Universe that made comic books and like that area, the genre become really awesome. Because I feel like- That's even, a good point too. 
like thinking about the X-Men movies, because those that was like one of my favorites growing up as a kid, those classic X-Men movies. I love them. I love the idea of mutants and like how they're portrayed and video games as well. Marvel vs. Capcom 2, number one fighting game of all time. Cannot convince me otherwise. The cinematic universe of Marvel really made these comic book heroes traditionally for losers and geeks, losers and geeks in air quotes. It is something that's like really awesome, really cool and that it's kind of like every kid's dream these days, even for girls. It's like representation. It's a little bit for, for everybody these days, which is kind of nice. Yes. That's actually, I think that's a really good point. I'm just trying to remember what kind of came first. And maybe it was something that came together at the same time. And it's like a combination of, right? You take Game of Thrones, which was like the shit, like the biggest TV show, <laughs> at least around when it first came out. Right. And then at the same time, you have, as you said, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I can't right. remember when the first Avengers came out. I think that's when it really it took off. Took off. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I would say, I would say Iron Man. Iron Man was great. Hulk was like not so much back then. Even now, I feel like I haven't seen a Hulk movie. It's just, it's, oh, so, they, <laughs> it's so forgettable. They, they exist. I don't know if they were great, but they, were, yeah. they exist. <laughs> and then you have the multitudes of like Spider-Man iterations. I actually watched Spider-Verse recently. I think I was telling you. I, I was actually really impressed with like how they approached that movie. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. So Spider-Man was probably one of my more favorite superheroes just because he was more relatable. Spider-Verse, fantastic. Really yeah. loved it. I think it's a very interesting way of portraying Spider-Man or Spider-Men, I should say. Right, right. But even the first, the first Spider-Man movie that came out back in what, like 2002 or the Tobey Maguire ones. The Tobey Maguire ones, exactly. The first one, I think I enjoyed pretty well. Second one, enjoyed pretty well. Third one is now laughable as a joke. Is but... the third one the one with Venom, or is that the yes, second one? Yes, it's it's when he goes all emo. With yeah, the, where he wears black, the black yeah. suit, uh, with venom, and he goes all emo. That was uh, uh, not as good. I thought the original Spider-Man movies were quite good, and then you have the Andrew Garfield version of it, which was the mm. second reboot, I guess, of the yeah. of the universes. I don't think I minded it that much. I think I've been reading online that arguably the latest ones are the. I'm, so I'm not sure. I think I forget if the latest ones were the most popular ones, but they, I don't know which of Spider-Man's I like the most. I want to say. There's a bias towards the original with the Tobey Maguire ones. Yes. I feel like the latest ones, it's the most cool in terms of tech and what's available and you know how far cinematic technologies have gone. But it just feels less Spider-Man and more automatrons. Yeah, I think that's fair. So I'm thinking, I'm trying to compare Andrew Garfield and his Spider-Man yeah. versus Tom Holland. I'm, I de- I'm definitely in agreement where... I have a bit of a bias towards the first one, at least yeah. the first one that I watched, which is yeah. Antonio McGuire, because I'm like, oh shit, it's the first Spider-Man movie. And that I, there was a yeah. lot of hype for me. Right. I think part of the original Spider-Man that really sold it, for me anyways, was that he wasn't portrayed as this cocky guy. He was just this nerdy, run-of-the-mill guy. Like he wasn't right. he wasn't super hot, he wasn't super outgoing. He wasn't he, he didn't have this like attitude built up from the beginning. Like he went from average Joe to you know a superhero. Whereas I feel like with Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland, there's this like this attitude that's kind of already built into them. Um, yeah. That they're like more they already have that superhero kind of char- charisma that goes with Spider-Man. Whereas the first one, there he builds his charisma over time. Yeah, so because I think that's that's what made Spider-Man relatable, right? At least for right. me. Was that he was just like an average person and it, he was actually kind of nerdy and you know he got made fun of and bullied, mm-hmm. right? And that's what's like, oh, okay, so he's just really normal. He's actually just an normal yeah. person. And then he kind of develops those hero qualities, right? Yeah. And that comes from like growing and, and struggle, right. um, which is what I really liked about the old ones as well. 
Well, I will credit Marvel for it is that Tom Holland does look more like a teenager than the he does. Two. So that's the thing, right? I think Andrew Garfield didn't scream to me that he was like just like an average Joe yeah. kind of like student. Yes. Whereas Tom Holland had that more of that kind of impression for yeah. me, and I I did like the the more recent Spider Man, not Homecoming. Gosh, now I can't remember the name, but the one after Homecoming, the yeah. one with uh, Mysterio. Honestly, I don't think I watched all of them. I only watched <laughs> certain ones. Right. But it shows, I guess, he has a bit more of a struggle where he was trying right. to figure out how he fits in. Right. And how he can be a hero that, you know, mm. like Tony Stark kind of talked to him about and, right. and kind of gave him the pressures that, you know, you, you can be better. So I did enjoy that. I think we are pretty much uh, going to reach the end of this particular episode. Uh, thanks for tuning into our first one. I know we kind of went kind of all over the place in terms of ideas, but this is kind of the, this is going to be the expectation moving forward. Yes. Just us talking about whatever, and we will move into 50 different tangents if we need to for our conversation. Because ideas, we're just having a conversation and we're just mulling mm-hmm. over different ideas. Sometimes we'll have a harder theme depending on our guests, but overall it's just us two talking about whatever we want. For sure. Yeah, so hope you guys enjoyed it and hope you guys stick around for the next one. And if you liked our podcast, give us a follow and we will see you next time. See you. See you guys.